Hey, this is Bryce Johnson from Expedition Bigfoot. You're listening to the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's hysteria! Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal. You are in the Paranomaly Zone. Yeah, and it is interview time again. Mike and I just had the pleasure of speaking with featured investigator on the hit films, The House in Between, Part 1 and 2, now available everywhere, Mr. Brad Cooney. We had a great time talking all things paranormal and, of course, discussing a few spoiler-free deep dives into what went into the making of these fascinating, eerie, and yet uplifting paranormal documentaries produced and directed by Steve Gonzalves and co-directed by Kendall Welton and co-produced by Vera Welton. But you are here to listen to featured paranormal investigator Mr. Brad Cooney. Let's talk about the house in between. Uh, Brad Cooney, very good to see you, sir. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Yes, sir. Now, I usually start off a lot of our our, our guest interviews with a a, a cliched question a lot of times, but what, I'm not going to stop now. I'm not going to stop now. (laughs) Um, Was there any particular moments in your life that sparked your interest in the paranormal um i think those who have watched the movie know that you know how you gradually came to but share with our listeners how you came to uh have a passion about the paranormal well for me the, the i mean i've always had an interest in it when i was a kid you know just just uh like a lot of kids do you know i mean there was a couple houses in my neighborhood that was creepy and abandoned so i always had that little bit of a what are any ghosts in there yeah. But what really sparked it for me was when I was in the Navy, actually. When the Navy actually taught, I saw two, what they call UAPs now. Back in my day, they were called UFOs. Yes. But we were deployed. I did two cruises to the Mediterranean in the Navy, and uh, I saw two separate UAPs. Hmm. That that's that was that's what initially got me really fired up as far as like paranormal. Not so much the the ghost spirit side, but. Um, so UFOs intrigued me and Bigfoot also is something that's intrigued me kind of a, on the fence would, I have about a 50% skeptic blood on, on Bigfoot, but I really, I'm fascinated with it though. Uh, but as far as, um, the paranormal, as far as ghosts go, um, really my, my first like actual encounter with, with anything to do with spirits or ghosts or, or however you want to title it was when I actually met Miss Alice who's a homeowner of the house in between. Um, and act, I mean, I mean, literally guys within, within the first hour or less of me being in that house, my first time in my life, I had some, something that I couldn't figure out what was going on. Like some, some, 
activity happening there and, and and that house has had its hooks sunk in me ever since and here i am seven years later investigating mm -hmm. the same location yeah they had you it it had you going up until you were packing everything up and heading out i i noticed in the movie that was pretty awesome well that's the first film have you yeah had the first film yeah yeah the first one um well what you hear what you got to keep in mind like with the first one and we had a production team in there we had cameraman and we had you know kendall welton was in there who was, who was the cinematographer and um producer and co-director but he's the one that was in the house by himself mm -hmm. that ball came down the steps and yeah and steve you know, Steve from Ghost Hunters, yeah. he and Steve were actually outside heading through the car. We were going to drive into town. We heard Kendall screaming. And so we ran back in. And that's what you saw in the film was yeah. at the Balkan and stuff. Yeah. So I, but I, for me, I've experienced that several times in that house. Mm. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy to watch that. And, you know, uh, it's, it's interesting that it was you who kind of who caught those, you know, again, we're referring to the first film here. You, when you're reviewing your evidence, that's when you kind of caught like the the doors opening and shutting yeah. on their own. When you were focusing on another aspect, you know, on the video, and then you caught something that you totally did not expect. How did that kind of did that take you aback, or were you blown away by that? How would that make you feel? Well, yeah, was, that was that was great detective work there. That was pretty impressive. Thank you. Yeah. Well, actually, I was actually I was actually trying to figure out what happened. So, so when we were in the house after the ball came down the steps with Kendall, me and Steve ran back in. And um, I tell you something that, I don't, that a lot of people don't know is, is, so when I walked in the house, this was before the ball came down the steps. Earlier that day, I, I, had, a, we had, to, there was a, I had a part I had to get filmed on. So when I walked in the house, um, I noticed that the camera that, that I have shooting up the stairs was actually pointed away from it. And I'm a real stickler when it comes to my cameras. So like, like I right away, I'll notice that something's out of place. So when I walked in, I noticed, I said, like, why is my camera not pointing up the stairs where I wanted it? It was kicked off to the right. So I just instinctively just put it back to where I normally want it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I just went about my day. And good thing I did that because if I wouldn't have done that, we would have, we would not have caught the ball coming down the steps mm -hmm. like that. Um, so it was just an instinctive move. But anyway, um, so like when we were reviewing the video, you saw in the film we were, we were trying to figure out you remember the scene where, where, where steve heard we heard that bang and steve ran out and trying to figure that out yes well several days later that was bothering me because we couldn't figure out what that was what that noise was so that's what i was doing i was racking video i was like looking to see what could have caused that noise and that's when i noticed the doors uh moving in the reflection of the chandelier that little brass ball underneath i i, I caught my peripheral vision i was like what the hell is that you know, and that's mm -hmm. when my heart started racing. I started yeah. running back and playing. I was like, oh, my God. You know, so that was huge, man. I was like, that was like 2 o'clock in the morning when I when I sent Kendall that message, man. I mean, my phone started blowing up. And John, I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, great catch. That was that was great. Thank you. Do you have, do you have like, in the back of your mind somewhere, Brad, do you have like a, a, a um, holy grail of sorts of what you hope to possibly capture as evidence in oh, yeah. the near future i mean talk to us a little bit about that oh 100 i want to see a full body apparition yeah yep that's the holy grail for me i mean i've seen shadow figures i've had lights come on and off doors opening objects moving um uh, evp crazy direct response evps um i've even heard the um um what do you call it when, when you hear it with your own ears they uh, i'm drawing a blank 
not an EVP. But when oh, just yeah, the real time hearing when it. You actually hear with your ears, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I can't believe I'm just drawing a blank on what that is. <laughs> no, that's fine. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, oh, disembodied, disembodied voice. There you go. Um, I saw all, all that of experience, but I have not yet experienced a full body apparition, which mm-hmm. is like, in my opinion, the holy grail of of paranormal activity. Yeah. I think, mm. yeah, that, I mean, how could it not be, right? I mean, that's right. just on everyone, the top of everyone's list. Uh, yeah. Do you do you, are, do you currently investigate any other locales um, outside of this house? No, not as much. This house is blown up so big, and, mm-hmm. and, and I'm so entrenched in trying to get as much evidence as I can and try to figure out what's going on. It's been a mission. It's been a seven year coming up on a decade in a few years for me in this one location. Yeah. John Bullard, my 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 wingman, he's he's awesome. He's been in that house for 14 years investigating it. Yeah. Um, so I, you guys should get him on the show one of these times. He's a great, great guy. But c- combined, we have 21 years experience in this house. It's just and that's what one of the things that intrigued Stephen Zalms was the fact that he's never even seen a location. And this is big to say because Steve's been around. Mm-hmm. Yes, he something has. that's been studied so long and documented so thoroughly than this location that's what really you know that's what fascinates steve but so yes anyway so just getting back to what was your question again i'm sorry uh what um if you were focusing uh just solely on this house or if you were going to be planning um, on moving around see see i have investigated other other locations Mm -hmm. i've I've been out to vicksburg mississippi which is a Mm. great place to investigate a lot of stuff there it's a bucket list for me yeah (laughs) Listen, when you come, when you get down to this, you want to come down here, man. You got a place to stay. I will hook no, that'd be awesome. Oh, awesome. Yeah. If you want hotel rooms, uh, I'm about 45 minutes from Vicksburg. Wow. But, but I've, I've investigated some places in Louisiana and Tennessee and um, and the Vicksburg and the place called the Decent Home, which is one of the more active places I've ever investigated other than our location in um, Laurel, Mississippi. It's pretty, pretty crazy. Um, but... This house has got me consumed. So honestly, I, I've had opportunities yeah. to go other places, but it's like nothing really grabs me like this place does. Yeah. You know, it's in your blood. There's plenty, plenty to keep you busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, and that's another thing that really separates this location. And I'm trying not to be biased here, but it's a fact. Um, now, I'm not saying there haven't been more prolific things happen in other locations, but as far as consistency, level of activity, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, this is happens. This happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Activity happens a lot in there. What did it? What did it mean to you to have you know such a renowned investigator such as Steve Gonzalez and uh, you know produce and direct this this film? Yeah. What was it? What did it mean to you? And part two, Dustin Perry comes along, and it's yeah. I mean, that really ad- that like adds a lot of legitimacy immediately to your to your program, wouldn't you think? Sure, and you saw the, the, what happened with Dustin and Elizabeth Saint, the, the, the EVP session that was. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I've had some good ones in there, but those were like those are even better than the ones I've gotten. I was yeah. like, wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as working with Steve, um, really surreal to this day. Honestly, yeah, I've been working with Steve now for about three years, um, and and just to be fortunate enough to be um, just to, just for him to mentor me on things, and he's taught me a lot of cool things about investigating and. There's things to look out for, things, things to uh, to, to to debunk things, and mm-hmm. um, he's really got me a lot more interested in the science side of things too, which is great. I think every investigator should have that also because there's, if you're if you're a true investigator and you're really looking to get to the bottom of things and try to figure things out, you really need to look at the science side of things too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have that balance. 
What's that? And have that balance between the two. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So for me, I, I, working with Steve has been just a true blessing. Um, and we become friends too. You know, it's not we're not just colleagues now with, with, the, with the house in between. We're, we're friends. And um, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a, I don't take it for granted. I'll just put it that way. I do not take it for granted. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's Steve and, and Steve and uh, Dustin. They're awesome guys. I, yeah. Well, Dustin's been on our show. What he's kind of a return four <laughs> yeah. times and yeah, love talking to him. Uh, Steve's been on and we, you know, he's just an awesome guy to talk to. And Very so nice. you, you're in good company there. That's for sure. We're blessed about that. And let me tell you, Dustin Parry, he, to me, he exemplifies class and dignity. Absolutely. He's mm-hmm. one of the classiest friendliest guys very intelligent extremely good investigator mm-hmm. just a genuine he's a gem he's a great guy yeah. man i agree yeah yeah you know as unfortunately that the you know the the cesspool that like twitter and social media can be you know yeah. it's, it's it's funny you know when you see dustin like people even going after dustin or if he's in caught in the middle of negativity he's always just even keel and positive always yeah. positive mm-hmm. has a positive spin it's just like yeah like mike said we've had the pleasure of talking to him four times on our podcast yeah. now wonderful and yeah. he, we feel we just feel good after talking to dustin yeah mm-hmm. how can you not he's infectious i mean yeah. i mean the guy is such an optimist i mean every, he's just he's just positive and and he always looks for the for the kindness and things if you yeah. look at his twitter account it's always he, he, you know you know he always he always tweets out the uh suicide hotline that's very important yes. to him mm-hmm. um he, he advertises when he opens his broadcast day when he ends his broadcast yep. day <laughs> you no know, he's he's really cool man he's yep. a great dude man i love him yep. and he and he's got great hair yeah oh man yeah we have to we 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 always well when we've had the pleasure of talking to him i think the last time we actually mentioned you know good naturedly it's like we remember that episode of ghost hunters where you actually stopped and looked at yourself in reflection to yep. fix your hair up a little bit <laughs> and he's like yeah i gotta look good man gotta look yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's great man yeah very great genuine guy. yeah so brad do yeah. you have do you have um a, a when it comes to investigating the paranormal uh the unknown do you have a preferred method or preferred technique? Are you open-minded to utilizing anything that comes your way? Um, as 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 people who have watched the show, and again, you and I kind of message about this back and forth. Um, we, you know, you don't automatically assume everything is of the paranormal, and yeah, you, you know, you, you can't do that, you know. And so, mm-hmm. it's. Um, do you have any preferred techniques? I guess. You know, for for me, um, I'm a little bit spoiled because I'm in a location that has a lot of activity. So it's like, yeah, I don't I don't require a lot of high tech equipment. Um, for me, my favorite my favorite gear, honestly, guys, is a digital recorder. Mm-hmm. I like the Eddy because it measures barometric pressure and and, and, and different vibrations and, and, and temperature fluctuations. Um, so I like that. I like I like um, a digital recorder and a camcorder or any kind of a camera equipment, any kind of a camera equipment. I don't really need much else. I mean, because things move in this house. I mean, I mean, it's like, yeah. you, you know, I don't, I don't need some high tech stuff to show me that something just came off the steps or, you know, um, so I like to keep it basic. I don't get into the fancy high tech stuff. I will do base readings every time. So I make sure that I know what's, well, I pretty much know already in this location, but if I happen to do venture off or even in, even in our current location, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll base read the whole place to make sure mm. something maybe you know you could have a faulty wire and it pops up, you know yeah. all of a sudden you could have a wiring issue and it's thrown off EMF and 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 
setting off equipment and stuff. So I want to make sure I'll do a reading before we start. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really get into high tech stuff. I don't have to in this location. Sure. Mm -hmm. Not one comparing. I do like, I, I'm sorry. I do like, yeah. I, I do like a thermal camera, like a FLIR ah, yes. thermal camera. I, I do have one of those that I like to use. Um, but yeah, some of, some of this stuff's pricey too. I mean, some of this stuff is ridiculous in price, you know. Yeah, yeah. The FLIR that's um that's on our list, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I you know, know. You a little spendy. That, you know, you can get a FLIR that connects to your to your cell phone, right? I have seen something mm -hmm. about that. I haven't really looked into it, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's still a little pricey. It's about five or six hundred bucks, but it's really handy to use for your, sure. your iPhone. Mm hmm. Hmm. Now, something to check into. You know. Mm -hmm. When, when when talking about uh, again the house in between, you know, the focus here, we want people to uh, you know, without spoiling any any of it that in case anyone hasn't seen it who's listening right now, um, the I would say part two kind of ends with a not saying that part one doesn't end on a positive note, but part two definitely kind of ends on a positive feel, mm -hmm. positive vibe. I mean, how does that as an investigator that has to feel rewarding for you, knowing that you are helping someone feel feel just more at ease or feeling better about their right. situation that has to make you feel good it does you know that's the mission the mission's always been to help alice figure out what's going on in there yeah. to get her to be more comfortable in the house mm -hmm. so i don't want to get too much further as far as as far as you know what happens after right. that but that is the mission and, and anytime we can get alice to feel better about being in her own home that's exactly why we're doing this it's not it's not only because we want to you know um I mean, obviously, when you when you're when you're hungry to try to find concrete evidence, um, you can you, sometimes you can get you can get um, if you don't if you're not careful you can get really um, dialed in on that one thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. But you got to keep in mind you're you're in here for a reason. And that is to get Alice more comfortable in the house. You know what I mean? So it's kind mm -hmm. of a twofold thing there. You follow what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I have such an interest in paranormal activity now. Um, I got to keep in mind that look, the mission here is, is to help Alice, not not because I want to see a full body apparition. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I got you got to balance that those, those two things. The one thing that I appreciated about these movies, and I know Mike did uh, does as well, is the idea that then we touched on it briefly earlier is the idea that you guys do bring in a lot of um, there's a lot of scientific. Uh, background to this movie a lot the utilization of the of science when it comes to this and you know you're really trying to dive deep into what is causing all of this and i think that's fantastic because you have to you you have to do that uh, and is is does this does the scientific aspect of it when it comes to films like this do you think that is something that's kind of lacking in other paranormal programming i you know we're, we're not asking that the bash anything we don't want that at no, all no, but no. Do you think that that's something that sets this film apart from other paranormal? I, I, I think that's a fair question, and it's not about bashing anybody else. But I mean, I'll flip it back to you guys. Have you seen a lot of paranormal shows dig in hard to the science side of it? Not a lot. Not a lot. Right. Not yeah. a lot. Maybe you know, here, here and there a little bit, but we, yeah. we we take it to another level. And I got to tell you, I got to brag on some people real quick. That's the beauty of a Steve Gonzalez because he was he's real big on the science thing, and also Kendall Welton the co-director of the mm -hmm. film and his wife Vera Welton who's a producer um and the editor well she edited a lot of it um the the, the team the balance is, is really what's impressive to me because you have so much um experience and you I, you guys know that Kendall Welton was the cameraman for Ghost Hunters for most of the earlier seasons with Sci-Fi Channel you know look mm. digging into some of the background of the movie I, I didn't know that prior to yesterday no 
Yeah, he, he him and Steve go way back yeah. to the Roto Rooter days with with Grant yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and and um, Kendall's been been doing. He did the camera work for several seasons of the the Ghost Hunters. Um, so he's he's known Steve a long time, but Kendall's a brilliant cinematographer and turning out to be one hell of a director as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to brag on them too. And one other person I wanted to touch on real quick while we we're talking about Dustin, Elizabeth Saint. She's mm-hmm. in the film too, in part yep. two, and she is brilliant. I mean, she builds her own equipment. I was excited. She's the equipment, the equipment uh, spark some plug. Of the yeah, stuff she builds is crazy, man. Yeah. She's extremely intelligent, a very good investigator, and she was a really big part of the film too. Yeah, I think I read a quote of her of hers that was, I, I might be butchering it, but she's she's essentially saying that unfortunately there's a lot of investigators out there that are using these gadgets and they don't know how they work. And yeah. that, you know, and she's like, she's, she's totally down. She knows what is at the core of yeah. this equipment and that adds even more legitimacy to it. Yeah. She's an engineer. You know, she has yeah. that blood and engineer blood. She, she knows what, mm-hmm. why it works, how it works, what it's supposed to do, what it's not supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and just one other brag real quick, John Bullard, who's, who's the guy who's investigating, in the film with me, of course, Amy is too, his wife and Sabrina. But John's the one who's been in there for 14 years, and that's a guy, he was there from the very beginning, the first person that Alice actually had come in and actually investigate that house. Um, so his he's evolved over the years with this thing as well. Um, and when I came in, he was very gracious. You know, he didn't – now, one time that I feel like, like, like he felt I was stepping on toes, he welcomed me right in there. You know, he welcomed me right in. And we became, you know, good good friends and working together all these years now. Mm-hmm. So I think that's all my plugs as far as my <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. They deserve it. Yes, exactly. I want to yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, uh, with the, the, the I'm, I'm not asking you to, to compare and contrast, but for those who enjoyed the house in between the first, you know, part one, what do they have to look forward to for the house in between part two? two is this uh, a mm-hmm. further continuation of the story what what do yeah. viewers have to look forward to one of the things i noticed about um after part one came out and it did really well i mean it was it did really good mm-hmm. um congratulations by the, the huh congratulations by the way yeah thank you yeah we really, really appreciate that a lot of hard work a lot of years Mm-hmm. Um, some people think, oh, using the documentary. I was like, oh yeah, but we weren't even thinking about films and documentaries for years. Mm-hmm. It just happened to it just happened to be it happened. You know, it's not like, but yeah, I think people were really hungry to find out more about the backyard. Um, for, after the first one, there was a real. I mean, we had a lot of comments about the backyard. Yeah. You know, we got to do more in the backyard. I could say watch part two because we do more in the backyard. Not to say that much. <laughs> um, and also, there's there's more. There's more, um, there's more clips and audio of paranormal activity that we caught. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more in the second film than there was in the first film. Yes. Um, another thing was why was there such a lack of EVPs in the first one? Well, I think we got that solved <laughs> in the second <laughs> too. You know, so those are some things that the that the the, uh, the uh, paranormal fans can look forward to in part two. Um, some pretty incredible evidence that we've captured on video and. Cool EVPs, and of course Dustin and Elizabeth, Steve. I mean, there's, there's a lot to look forward to. Is there a part three in the future? That's a great question. You know, I heard Steve um, do an interview about a week ago, and he was asked that question, and um, he answered it the best way I could think to answer it. If that's something, if Alice isn't feeling quite where she needs to be yet, 
she needs more comfort. She feels we need to get more answers for her. It's certainly possible. Mm-hmm. I could say that it certainly is possible. Excellent. Excellent. You know, um, I, I've said this like 500 times now. Again, when we were briefly messaging last night, I, you know, we were, I told you that my co-host here, Mike, there's a reason yeah. that I, I introduce him as the co-host with the ghosts. Um, <laughs> he, paranormal poster boy. The paranormal poster <laughs> boy. Uh, yeah, it's, that's no joke. And, you know, he's led a very, for lack of a better phrase, paranormal life. And it's, and mm-hmm. whereas, you know, I, I am like waiting for those moments, you know, and I, I'm just like, ah, yeah. <laughs> um. Now, do you? I asked this to several of our guests. You might ask mm-hmm. them as well. Do you believe that some people are more prone to paranormal ex- activities, or they, their energy spirits are more drawn to them, while others maybe are trying too hard to find something? And what are your thoughts on you know personal the the, the attractive nature of people to paranormal activity? That's a good question. I, I, obviously, it's speculation. Mm-hmm. I, I'm speculating here because I don't know. Right. You know, the, you know, I don't know for sure. My hunch is I think some people are a little more tuned in. They're more, a little more intuitive. Mm-hmm. And I think those who are a little more intuitive and a little more open minded might have better chances to, to, to have a, to experience some paranormal activity. I think people who are closed minded and very, you know, push it away. I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm tend to maybe not have as much and this is just again there's exceptions to the rule but in my experience people that i've talked to i've found that skeptics have less and people who believe have more sure um that's you know somebody else might see it differently you know with their experiences but my own experience is that that's that's how i see that well even some some may have experienced legit paranormal experiences but if they're uh, a hardcore skeptic yeah. Well, nah, that wasn't. Yeah, yeah, they don't even give it a chance to. No, nope. right. Yeah. If, they're, if their heels are dug in, their heels are dug in. You know, mm-hmm. not to go po- political here because I'm not going to mention either side. But Democrats and Republicans are guilty of the same thing. Both sides. Sure. Some of these politicians, if they're dug in and they know they're wrong on something, they they ain't going to fess up. You know, right, right. Like that. You know. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great comparison. That's that that yeah. Actually, yeah. that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Do you you know kind of along those same lines? Do you have any, how do you feel about someone who Mike and I have, have labeled, not that out of our own brain and we've, we've discovered this word, you know, the, the pseudo skeptic, someone who there's a difference between being skeptical about things and not assuming everything is of a paranormal nature. And then there's also someone who possibly is a pseudo skeptic and you know, someone who is possibly a pseudo skeptic who just automatically dismisses everything and doesn't even give it a chance, you know, of it being anything other than uh, that's not definitely not paranormal. Do you what do you think that that is? Uh, how how can I say this? You're, you, you're freezing up just a little bit there, Pat. You froze up twice, bud. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, okay. Am I no back? Worries. Am yeah, I you're back? back. <laughs> and, and I got the gesture. I got no, that, the gesture. That's I perfect. I I can I can edit myself out because I didn't like how I, how I sounded anyway. So, but you got yeah. the gist of my question. <laughs> yeah. We had a few seconds to talk smack about you. I know, God darn it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 I think it's unfortunate for people to be pseudo-skeptic. I mean, come on, man. At least listen to somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least listen. I mean, you don't have to agree with everything. You don't have to... At least listen, take a look at it, and um, see see what happens. You know, there's there's always a chance if you just give give yourself... If you give yourself that chance. Mm -hmm. 
know, so that's how I see it. Now, I I, I actually appreciate skeptics, though. Not mm-hmm. not maybe yeah. not the ones that are hardcore like you're talking about, but I think skeptics are a real need because they filter out the the BS people in this field. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? It keeps it keeps people on their toes. Skeptics mm-hmm. people people on their toes. Some of the best reviews that we've gotten for the first uh, House in Between were were from skeptics, believe it or not, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it makes sense. There was so the skeptics that gave us good reviews were so thankful that we actually went went after the science part of this too. Yes, you know they really appreciated that, and then we got some good reviews from skeptics. But yeah, skeptics are are, are actually necessary. Yeah. in this field. Oh, yep, one hundred percent. Um, I've we're running short on time here, Brad. Uh, Mike, I always again, I always feel like I'm talking way too darn much, and then I and then when I do talk, I freeze up. Do you have what do you want to <laughs> throw in there, Mike? I mean, do you have any thoughts, any questions? I mean, what what's popping into your into your? No, I I I don't have any other questions. Um, you always cover those pretty well. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I have to say that you know, I recommend that uh, to anybody to watch these movies. They're fascinating. They're well done, yes. mm-hmm. informative, and uh, well worth the time. Thank absolutely. You. Yep, absolutely. Well, we appreciate that. Um, hey, I got to say that the work that was put in from from uh, production side, directors Steve and Kendall and Vera. Um, you know, we're, 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 we do the paranormal investigating part. When we go out there and we, we pound the ground and we get evidence and document it and then and, and come up with different ways, think about different ways to use trigger objects, just things, the little experiments we do. And then whatever we capture, we send that off to Kendall. You know what I mean? We, we put it in files. We send it off. And they're the, they're the masterminds that put a movie together. We don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to make a movie. I just That's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, man. They deserve all the credit in the world. I mean, I'm so happy for the success for Kendall and Vera because they, they own the production company, Robot Ninja. Uh, I'm thrilled for Steve, too. You know, Steve, the first film that we put out, The House Between Part One, was his first film that he, that he did as a director, you know? So he took a real big, he took a chance, you know? He, had, he built his reputation over many, many years. And um, he took a chance and did this. And we're very thankful and grateful for, for Steve yeah. also. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I mean, you know, we we thoroughly enjoyed these 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 movies. We highly encourage everyone to check them out. They're not your typical paranormal programming out there, you know. And I'm not dismissing other paranormal programming either. But you know, this is this is different and and, and in a good way. Yeah, a a wonderful, great, fresh way that uh, that really works. Yeah. And during your paranormal journey that you're on with all of this, just keep keep looking for that full bodied apparition. Absolutely, man. <laughs> I, I like the I like to 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 kind of say the films are just a deep dive mm. into paranormal investigating. It's a, they're yeah. both, you know, and we do the deep dive, you know, and we're proud of that. You know, we yep. do the deep dive, and I encourage everybody who's watched the films and they got teams. There's a lot of really good teams out there across the country that are working real hard. I encourage us to implement as much science as you can. Um, look at the science side of this thing and be thorough. Don't get caught up on some of the demon stuff i mean i'm not saying demons don't exist but mm-hmm. some people take that just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you and i are on the same page of that pretty yeah, much come yeah. On. <laughs> all right yeah good. that's pretty yeah um, pretty much everything is uh, automatically uh, labeled as a demon and we're not yeah, naming yeah. names now we're not naming names uh, yeah. Yeah. no 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 names <laughs> mentioned it's just, it's just settled down with that people yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah. Brad, where where can people watch these movies, and where can people find you out there in this in this yeah, crazy and the merchandise world and everything? And yeah, yeah, the best the best way to do it is to go to thehouseofbetween.com and go to the website, and it's got it's got a, a graphic of all the streaming platforms. There's 26 of them, 25 mm-hmm. or 26. Off the top of my head, I know Vudu and Prime, Amazon Prime and Vudu. Dish, Comcast, and there's a ton of them. If you had a smart TV, you can watch the film. I mean, it's, it's just makes it's basically it's everywhere except for Netflix right now. I mean, that's the best way to do that. But go to the website, houseinbetween.com, and there's a merchandise store there. You can click on the shop button if you're interested in merchandise. Um, but yeah, that that's where to go to uh, check it out. Um, I, I, I think I think people will enjoy it. So far, it's getting it's getting good reviews. Yep, people Excellent. will definitely enjoy it. Now we need a book from you. Yeah. Well, I have a book. I already wrote. I did. I did write a boxing book back in my back in my boxing mixed martial arts. Oh, that's cover. right. I was. Fa- I yeah. love that part. I. I was a. I was a. Well, I still am. I was more so of a hardcore boxing fan back in like the the late eighties, early nineties, yeah. and stuff. You know, and I love that part of the film. I was like, oh man, that's super cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I did it for quite a few years, man. And, and we built the website, a boxing website. It really blew up. We we're like the third. I think we had the third highest traffic numbers of all the boxing sides, and we started man. getting like red carpet treatment at the pay per view cards, and Sweet. it was awesome. I got to meet everybody, man. It was, it was it was a good fun run, but it was time to close that chapter. And then in this this midlife of mine, I just got caught up into this, and uh, it's great, man. Having a good time. It's a great thing to be caught up in. Oh, you'll be you'll that's it's, yeah, a lot of fun. It is, and I, and you can find me on all my social media. Just it's at Brad Cooney one, the number one after my name at Brad Cooney one. That's pretty much everywhere, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else. So Excellent. I'm out there. Well, Brad, cool. we can, this has been awesome. Um, we can't thank you enough. You know, uh, Stay in touch, man. We'd love to talk to you again. Uh, give us some yeah, updates on, on, on future investigations. And I, I, One thing that popped in my brain just now, um, yep. and I'm saying this with all, all respect to, to all involved with this movie, both movies, um, in a very real way, it is. Okay, there is crying in ghost hunting. There That's can, right. There can be. <laughs> there can be. And if you are not, if you haven't seen the movies yet, um, again, check them out. You'll understand what I meant by yeah. that. And you know, it's, it's very profound. I, I'll just leave it at that. And I'll and I'll say this real quick. That scene you're talking about with Steve was one thousand percent genuine. Yes. Oh yeah, I believe it. I never doubted that. Yeah. He cared for Alice like a mm. mother figure. Like I mean, he he genuinely. When we first saw that, I was just like. Wow, man, he's crying, but I wasn't surprised. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's legit. Yeah. Awesome. Well, again, thank you, Brad. Um, this has been hey, a man. blast. Uh, uh, stay in touch, and uh, we'll we'll hey, talk you to you soon, man. Yeah, I want to hear your uh, UAP uh, stories too. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do this again, man. We'll let let let, let the uh, part two do its thing for a while, and then I'll come yeah. back and we'll have John. Maybe John can come on with me, or maybe we can that, that'd be, be awesome. Great. Maybe Dustin or somebody come on with us. Yeah. Perfect. That'd be perfect. Yeah, man. We, I appreciate you guys having me. Had a lot yeah, of we appreciate you. Thank yeah, you very man. much. Thanks, guys. Have, yep. a, have a good night, my friend. Yeah, man. Appreciate you, bud. <laughs> <laughs>